Welcome into the Housing Hour with Kevin Ray, a locally produced program devoted to bringing you a fresh perspective on housing, diving into the issues that matter most. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray is presented by Mortgage Investors Group. Now, Kevin Ray. Welcome into the Housing Hour. This is Kevin Ray. I am your host, and I'm here with Mark Griffith, our executive producer and co-host. We want to thank you guys for stepping into the Housing Hour today, and also to Mortgage Investors Group, our sponsor. You can go to MIGonline.com or give us a ring at 1-800-489-8910. We can connect you with the loan officer nearest you. We have offices from the Tri-Cities all the way over to Memphis and everywhere in between. So we'd love to help you with your home financing needs. So today, Mark has lined up uh, one of our expert analysts. I had to because you were on a boat that was rocking. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Uh, You know what? It was rocking. I I just got back from a Disney cruise for those of y'all who are wondering what Mark is referring to. And it was the Disney fantasy, beautiful ship. And um, in the middle of our trip, Hurricane Joaquin stepped in and kind of detoured our trip a little bit. We were able to make our ports. We went to St. Thomas, um, which was just absolutely beautiful, and St. Martin. We went to St. John, Trunk Bay. If you've ever been, if you've not been there, you need to go there. Terry, have you ever been there? Yes, I've been uh, all over the Caribbean, I believe, with, with your mom. <laughs> yeah, it's probably so. <laughs> it's probably true. But St. John is one of the most beautiful destinations in the entire Caribbean. I mean, it's unbelievable. And our tour guide, the gentleman who drove us over there, was explaining that uh, St. John actually is a unique place because um, back in the 50s, I think it was, uh, you had Rockefeller who actually mm-hmm. donated 5,000 acres to the to the government, which made it uh, a refuge, like, a, you know, so they couldn't go in and develop it. So Kenny Chesney has a house on St. John. Um, it's worth $15 million. And the funny thing is, um, United States bought the entire, you know, U.S. Virgin Islands for guess how much, Mark? Uh, six million. Twenty-five million in gold. Really? Which Kenny Chesney's house is worth fifteen million. <laughs> so it's like one house now is almost the equivalent. But it was because the Dutch at that time they had exhausted all of the natural resources of the Virgin Islands because they were. Um, I can't remember the exact type of commodity or kind of trade that they were doing but i, I think it was sugarcane is what it was yeah, probably. and and it just you know it went through its life cycle and they didn't need it anymore so they said how about for 25 million i think they got a good deal on that so but it was a great trip but on our way back when we were headed back into um you know into the bahama region um we we were detoured by this hurricane and just enormous waves and wind and I mean, it was just unbelievable. I'm just glad that we made it through, to be honest. Well, some of the video you put up on Facebook, and if you want to follow Kevin, check him out, because you you do have a fan Facebook page. Yeah, exactly. You do. I I do that for the birthday appearances that I do. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, absolutely. You can check it out. Because it's, with those, that would scare me Could you imagine even a 50-foot sailboat in in those waters? It would have, it would have 
eating it up. No, no, I can't. And I and and there was a freighter that was lost. There was, in, in and all you know of that. It, that freighter was only probably 160 it, miles. Couldn't from have us. been far from you, yeah, because the span of that thing. But yeah. uh, that's just terrible, terrible, yeah. terrifying. It is, it is terrible it's, flying. It's terrible. It's, it's terrifying. Terrible. <laughs> that's two words in one. You're I saving think, time. I think, I think it's like Charles Barkley's on the show tonight. It's terrible, 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 terrible. It's terrible. <laughs> That's hysterical. But we're just glad to be back. We had mm-hmm. to skip one of the ports, which was Castaway Key, or yeah, Key, they Key. call it, Castaway mm-hmm. Key, and it's Disney's private oh, island. Yeah. Yeah, you didn't get didn't, to go there? No, we didn't get to go there. So we're, well, hoping, we're hoping on another trip. I saw pictures, and there were better places that you went to than yeah, that. I haven't even posted all the pictures, man. We have thousands. Um, and you know how I am. I also bought a uh, GoPro as well, so I have a lot of GoPro footage of the aqueduct and snorkeling. I mean, some of the best snorkeling I've ever seen in St. John. So it was just amazing. And we just, um, you know, hope that we get to go again. That's yeah. really our, our whole goal. So anyway, God has blessed us. There's no doubt about it. We give, we definitely give all of the credit to him. Um, certainly. And mortgage investors group because <laughs> they employ me. Um, anyway, um, we're going to move on to our show and we're excited because, you know, we had a couple of months ago, Mark, we had the guy, what was the gentleman's Steve name? Peak Steve Peake from First Peak. Baptist Church Concord. Yes, and he handles their their senior kind of division, That's right? That's right, senior, the senior uh, population in yes. the church. And he, the you know, interesting thing was he started with the youth, and then that was in the beginning of his career. Yes, and that's right. And he, then he developed that into something. He ministry. <laughs> exactly. So <clears throat> anyway, we were talking about end of life because you had went through two situations and with your sister-in-law, mm-hmm. um, right? And also who was the other? My mother. Your mother was another and my person. my wife went through with her mother. Every, yeah. And everybody goes through it. We all go through it. That That's why this became such an interesting subject matter for us because we all go through this. And some people are more prepared than others as they come to that point in their life where they have to make decisions financially, they have to, you know, reallocate assets, um, you know, you have kids involved, you have estates involved, so there's a lot that goes into it. So Terry Adams, which you heard me refer to a moment ago, is with us today from Adams Law Firm, also Admiral Title, sponsor of our show, a great partner with us. Thank you, Terry, for coming in. Glad First to be all, here. Absolutely. Terry, um, handles estate planning. So you thought it would be a great idea, which I do too, to bring Terry in because we need to talk about how people can actually prepare themselves before they get to that point. Yeah, because so many people, Terry, are not prepared for the end of life. Um, You go through a lot of emotional ups and downs and you're trying to make comfort and, and give care and love to that person. But sometimes they miss the important piece of the legality of all this. So mm-hmm. that's why, Kevin, we have yeah. uh, this show today. Absolutely. And Terry, you mentioned off-air when before we were getting started. You hear it time and time again. People just aren't ready. They aren't prepared. That's exactly right. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's really sad because a, a basic estate plan is so inexpensive and it's so mm-hmm. easy to do. And honestly, the process is not near as scary as what people think. It's it's really a, a cathartic process mm-hmm. when you kind of, you know, you get to sit down and take an inventory of the stuff that you have and where you want it to go uh, at, the, at the end of the day. And why people choose to avoid it is probably 
uh, better <laughs> better it's situated probably, for a psychologist than me. Yeah. The but cost? I mean, could that be the, like the number one thing? Is no. they fear that it's expensive? I'm still paying Terry for mine. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, Kevin put it on his American Express black card. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's the cost, though. I think it's that people want to avoid, you know, doing something that is going to not really affect them until a long time into the future and that's 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 irresponsible thinking but i'm just trying to get to the root cause of it people think well it's not happening right now i'll worry about that later sure it's and it's avoidance behavior i mean nobody really wants to deal with their mortality that's mm-hmm. that's a difficult thing for anybody especially to, the way you just put that yeah, <laughs> just, well, <laughs> I mean, the, the reality is we, you know we all came here and we're all leaving here right and uh how how we leave is important, and I think yeah. how we leave our family is important. And you know whether or not you want that to be an organized process, you know where people can focus on their grieving, or do you want it to be mm. an unorganized process where people are focused on what they're going to get and who's going to get what and fighting amongst each other. Um, and in a worst case scenario, if you if you don't have anybody to leave things to then the government gets it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I for That's one, not good. Don't, I, I don't want anything. I mean, the, the word is a sheet, right. which sounds way too much like cheat to me. Right. I don't want the government cheating me out of anything. Right. Well, they are $17 <laughs> trillion dollars in debt. Maybe they need some of well, this. It, well, fortunately, it's the state government. <laughs> oh, so, okay. you know, I'm, I'm sure it'll be put to better use than if the federal <laughs> government got it. But uh, nonetheless, it, it's a uh, an issue that everybody should deal with. And I bet just, you that happens frequently because there's a lot of people that who unfortunately don't have anybody to give it to. They don't have any heirs. They don't have any relatives. So it, it goes to the state. It happens more often than you than you would think. It's mm-hmm. and it's really strange and it's a and it's a sad uh, state of affairs when you know somebody that could have left left that stuff for somebody who helped them a long time ago. Mm. I mean, who, who wouldn't right. want to That's be... why I befriend anybody I can. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, it, if you think about it, too. <laughs> That's his retirement plan, Terry. <laughs> Make as many friends as I can and hope somebody leaves me something. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of people out there in the world, and so let's... I, I, I don't want to stop talking about this issue, but I do want to think about it in larger terms because you look at people you know who want to leave a legacy you know I think of Steve Jobs I think of um, the guy at Microsoft Bill was his Bill name Gates. Bill Gates yeah Bill Gates um, and all of these other people you know those are on a bigger scale but everybody wants to have leave a legacy at some level and your legacy might be that hey you know what I helped to you know run this organization or volunteer my time to this organization or I use some of my you know, money that I had left to, you know, start a scholarship fund or whatever the case may be. And so I think you hit the nail on the head, you know, when people move on, you know, there's got to be something that happens. There has to be a transfer of assets. Now you might have a hundred dollars, you might have a hundred thousand dollars, you might have a million dollars, you're going to have something. And, you know, thinking about this well in advance, but there's so much more than just the financial piece of it. There's, there's other things that go into it, but you know, leaving a legacy, that's important. It is. And, and the gifting part is part that people don't even think about. And we always bring that up in our state planning meetings. Uh, my wife and I were talking about this last night. You know, you can have $200. And if you give that to a family in need, that really makes a big difference to that family at that moment with Heck what yeah. they can do. Now, if you've got $2 million, 
or two hundred million like Steve Jobs, then sure. two hundred million. That's what he had in his knapsack. <laughs> I, well, that, I mean, that, you know, that's that's what he's given to United oh, Way God, and yeah. and you know uh, di- different larger charities. Right. But, but you know, th- those people who think that they can't make a difference. I mean, when when sure. you know somebody that is a shut in or that lives alone, that it, you know, if you just had two hundred dollars in your checking account that you left them, mm-hmm. it, it could literally change, change their, their lives. Life. It really. You're you're right. There's no doubt about it. And you know, mo- everybody wants to have the same type of legacy you know that just Steve Jobs or uh, Bill Gates I mean he's he's actually trying to change the world I mean he's trying to cure you know diseases and all of these other things and the preparation that he's went through you know he's giving a billion billions of dollars you know to, to, to these different to these different things now so let's come back into the real world a lot of us have a need to plan. That's really where we start. And in our next segment, we're going to dive in a little bit deeper into the the nuts and bolts of planning. But basically, the things that we need to think about and talk about today, we need to make a will. You know, it's real simple as, as that. We need to make a will because the will will help to give the people who are handling our estate the direction to handle your assets in a fashion that you want them to be handled. So that's number one, Mm -hmm. I would say that's probably one of the most important things because that's where you're going to leave all of this direction. Is that correct? That's correct. That's exactly right. So having the will is going to be an important first step. It's a, it's a first step and there's a peace of mind that, that, that gives when you prepare it, but there's also, um, the, the financial responsibility of the, um, the caregiver mm-hmm. that needs to have access to maybe some of the funds of that sick oh, person. Yeah. Right. So you have to prepare power of attorneys. So there's a lot of other pieces to the will, power of attorneys and what are, what are those things? Yeah, yeah. trust and those types yeah. of things. Exactly. We, need to, we need to unwrap that, Well, hey, Yeah, get thinking about that because after these messages in a moment, we're going to dive into the more detailed approach of how you create a will, what goes into creating it, you know, what do you need to know? And, and also, just so you know, Terry and his team do offer his services, and they do a great job. Pam and I, we need to relook at it, actually, because it's been a few years. I've accumulated a few more dollars, so I need to probably come back and talk with Terry. Really? Even after Disney Cruise? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) It was was a really, really easy process. And so we advise you to come back to us right after these messages and learn more about estate planning right here on The Housing Hour. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what is really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. Welcome back into the Housing Hour. It is Kevin Ray here with you with the dancing Terry Adams and um, the stoic Mark Griffith. I ain't moving. I can't yeah. move like that. I'll hurt myself. <laughs> I wish That's we some had great a, music. That is some great music. We play that at church a lot, Terry. You ought to come over to our church and get down with us. I will. I will. Faith Promise Church. It's a great church. Um, but that was a good song. And, you know, it makes me think, you know, there is certainly some important subject matter when it comes to creating a will and thinking about preparing, you know, in that we have a future. There's a future that we all have, and that might be a future that you're here on earth, but you also 
the people who you leave behind also have a future. And so helping to create a better future for them is so important. And, you know, Terry, you hit something, and I've I been thinking about it ever since you said it, is that do you want to leave your folks, your, not your parents, but your kids and whoever else, in a state of organization where they are able to properly grieve your loss or, or whatever, maybe they won't grieve your loss. I don't know. But, um, or do you want it to be a disorganized type of chaotic situation, which, Hey, let's, let's face it. That's a lot of times that's what it ends up being. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, you see it, you know, well, you know, he had this going on and we don't know where this money is and we can't get access to this money. And, mm-hmm. you know, this is going through probate and all these crazy things, but you nailed it. And that's what, I think you said that you see more times than not. Absolutely. And, you know, the people that come to see us and, you know, honestly, it's been almost 10 years ago since uh, you and Pam came in and did nine years and three months. So, (laughs) you know, it's just one day out of your life to come sit down and and take care of this business. And what you were talking about, you know, what, what are the key components, you know, for a basic estate plan, you need that will, Mm -hmm. you need a living will, you need a durable power of attorney for, for health care, and you need a power of attorney. Mm-hmm. And those four things all work together to make sure that what you want to have happen happens when you get towards the end of life. And what, what you were talking about, Mark, I mean, you, I, I can't iterate enough. You don't want to be in a situation where you can't handle your business and neither can anybody else. Mm-hmm. And and one of the things you just mentioned, living will, we didn't even think about that. But especially I did. At I the, did. did. I you? did. You did. At the end of life. Because Kevin has one. <laughs> yeah. I sure do. Well, I, I have one. I'm carrying mine in my wallet. I have a little mini version. I have of mine on my phone. <laughs> Is that true, Mark? You really Absolutely. do have a miniature Absolutely. version of I, your living will? Okay. Absolutely. I was told by my attorney Don't to resuscitate. Keep it. But, well, I, I have those directives. Right. So yeah. my wife and I made those directives. And it's real important because that takes the pressure off the the kids, right? Yes. Oh, so, yes. so how 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 much do you drill down into the living will as far as recommendations? Well, I, I, I tell every single person to to look at the the choices that you have and make the choice that's in your heart. Mm-hmm. I, you know, you don't come to my office and I tell you to do a do not resuscitate or resuscitate. I personally. You know, I, I hope they keep me alive as long as they possibly can. You know, I believe in miracles, so mm. I, I don't want anybody pulling the plug on me. But, uh, you know, a lot of people uh, feel differently about that. Yeah. And Mark really does have a miniature copy of his living will in his. That's uh, amazing. You just never know. Well, I, I have mine on my phone, so that's the difference. Really? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, but, man, wow, this is so important. I mean, do you have a living will, you know, out there listening? You know, if you were to get into an accident, you know, you hear these big stories, you know, didn't have a living will, kids are having to decide, you know. And, you know, even if you have a living will, there's still going to be a test in court if it in certain circumstances. Am I am I mistaken? Uh, you're you're exactly correct. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's really really um, difficult for hospitals and doctors to deal with these situations. Um, but if you have a living will and you have a durable power of attorney for health care, mm-hmm. you have a very 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 good chance of the hospitals and the doctors following your directives. Mm-hmm. Right, because if the doctors feel like there's another way that would save you or in their mind, you know. Well, for, for, for instance, you know, if, if you had my durable power of attorney for health care and I created a living will and I ask you to make sure that whatever happens, they follow my living will and you walk in and you tell the doctor, listen, I'm the one that, you know, my finger's on the, on the plug mm-hmm. and, uh, and I'm going to do exactly what he asked me to do. 
mm-hmm. it makes it pretty doggone easy. Right. Um, it, it, the, the problem is, well, if you have a, a living will and you don't have a durable power of attorney for health care, or you got a durable power of attorney for health care and you don't have a living will, mm-hmm. you know, you, you have these, these issues. Why, that's the reason why the pieces to the basic estate plan all fit together and they all work very well when you do them together. Well, let me, let me ask you this, because yes. a lot of times when you have the durable power or the, for the living will and all of that, um, you walk into a hospital, they don't want to talk to you, um, or there's a financial concern. So so the finances, access to that loved one's accounts and personal health insurance, is that different than the durable power of attorney for the health? That's excellent question. It is. It's totally different. And, um, and the way that you draft that power of attorney, which is ultimately a financial power of attorney, but it does mm-hmm. give you power of attorney for over everything um, that you want to give. But it, it is very carefully crafted. This is not something that you can go on the Internet, download something, and just go ahead and execute it and, and hope that it all works out for the best. A lot of people do that. And it's, it's such a bad idea. When you talk about a power of, uh, a power of attorney, um, whether uh, it's springing or executory, mm-hmm. you know, there, oh, there's, there's maybe one person that, uh, li- that's listening that knows what that means. But uh, e- executory I means... I knew no means. one here. <laughs> <laughs> executory means when it's executed, it goes into effect, which means if I give Kevin my pa- uh, an executory power of attorney right now, then he has power of attorney to go do whatever he wants to right now. Even if there's nothing wrong with me. Let's go ahead and draw that up. Yeah. <laughs> but if it's a springing power of attorney, then it only goes into effect if I'm incapable of managing my business myself. Interesting. And yeah. so you can find yourself uh, in, in a pickle. And, and I can tell you, uh, people who are later in life will sometimes find themselves in bad situations with fa- family members who don't have their best interest at heart mm. because they have signed a power of attorney that was executory and then they start moving assets n- not at the will of the person that they have power of attorney for. And we wow. see that issue a lot. People come wow. in and say, you know, well, uh, my nephew who's been living with me forever and, you know, was really taking care of me. I gave him power of attorney and now all my money's gone. Mm. We yeah. hear that a lot. I, yeah, I, even in the mortgage business, you hear mm-hmm. that, you know, those stories. And that's sad that people do go against what your you know wishes are. But Terry nails it. I mean, you need to understand, everybody listening to this, you know, if you have an executory power of attorney, you need to make sure that the person who has power over that, under you know, you understand what that means. And then what was the other one springing? Yes. Springing power of attorney. That might be better suited. And make sure the person that you have those power of attorneys with, that you have a relationship with them that you feel and know that they have your best interest at heart. Because 10 years, a lot happens in 10 years. Mm -hmm. You know, for me, for instance, it's my wife and um, we're still springing together or whatever you call it. You know, that's fine. But, you know, some people who have done a power of attorney, they've done a living will, they've done all of these things. Well, 15, 20 years goes by or maybe you've never done one but let's say you have done one things may change and you need to refresh it that's a definite need to happen that's a great point mm-hmm. and uh, as far as refreshing it what do we call those changes because I know that there was a an addendum to the will that we had to change some things it was caught yeah you, you, you can do codicils but but you don't have to I, in the 20 the reason why we did codicils in the in the past is because we had to write everything and all the and legal documents were generally written in calligraphy and uh, it was it was a very time-consuming process wow. so to rewrite somebody's last will and testament was a big deal 
So we created the codicil, uh-huh. and the codicil is something that you attach to it. Well, in the 21st century, you know, I still have uh, Kevin's original uh, will, durable power of attorney, living will, and uh, and power of attorney on my computer in my software program. So we don't have to do codicils. We can uh, write a brand new will and revoke the previous ones, which is always better, mm-hmm. always yeah. better. Good. Good. Well, point. when we Good get point. back, uh, we're going to dive into some other issues. And one of the things that I'd like to have Terry talk about is how can we avoid certain assets going through probate? Maybe you could help us to understand that. Um, so, guys, why don't you join us back on the other end of this break? We're going to talk more with Terry Adams of Adams Law Firm and also Admiral Title and learn more about estate planning. Join us right after these messages. Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what is really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. Welcome back into the Housing Hour. It's Kevin Ray here with you. Thank you for joining us. Uh, we've been talking with Terry Adams with Adams Law Firm. We've been talking about estate planning. We've been talking about what it means, how what goes into it. Um, and it's really been a, a really informative show so far. And we hope we can continue that. And we were talking, Terry, off um, air, we were talking, Terry, they just started Admiral Title in Oak Ridge, which has been just a great uh, benefit to the folks in Oak Ridge. And how's that been going for you, Mark? It's fantastic. And, uh, you know, the, the thing about it is Oak Ridge loves people coming in and opening up shop. Brick and mortar is what we call it. And they love the fact that uh, you're there. So there's other law firms, but there's no specific title company. So mm-hmm. I think it's a niche that the uh, the estate planning is going to help. Absolutely. And completely. And help. you guys did that Q&A thing where you opened up shop. How'd that go in Oak Ridge? Where you let people come ask questions and stuff? Well, that's that's actually getting started here in the next uh, four oh, to cool. six weeks uh, where we'll have a lawyer in the lobby in Oak Ridge. Um, and basically what you can oh, do that's is awesome. uh, you, can, you can give us a call um, at uh, 865-531-6440 and uh, set yourself up a free consultation in our Oak Ridge office. Free, uh, for free people. Free, free. for 30, 30 minutes. Yeah. And uh, and if you have specific questions uh, regarding the, the topic of today, uh, please mm. give us a call. And you, w- that that's also available in uh, Knoxville at any time that you'd like to come in. And if you mention the housing hour, you'll get 35 minutes instead of 30. <laughs> exactly. It's called the well, Kevin Ray discount. Exactly. <laughs> but also, if you have some specific questions, Questions, one email the housing hour. Yeah. You can find Kevin or I on the website and then we'll forward them on or maybe have another show with and answer some Absolutely. of those questions. So, so that Terry can fun. have more prepared answers next time. <laughs> 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 well, we were talking just before we went to break, we were talking about how can you avoid probate? I hear so many uh, horror stories, frankly, about you know going through probate. And I'm not completely sure I know exactly what it means, but um, there are ways if you have some real estate property that you can try to avoid going through probate or maybe there's not is there a way to do that absolutely and and the the thing about Tennessee is the probate process is not that bad in Mm. comparison to other states Mm. if you talk about California New York Florida you got some very complex laws uh, hoops that you have to jump through for somebody with a small estate 
you know, really, they, they may need an attorney to kind of to hold their hand, but you're not talking about a whole lot of money if if it's a smaller estate. Larger estates can be really problematic. Uh, individuals that have um, property in other states besides Tennessee, particularly real property outside the state, can cause all kinds of problems. Um, the the idea of a seamless transition um, is thwarted by the probate process because you are now in the court system and you have to uh, get the court to approve everything that you do basically um, if if you're in the if you're in probate now avoiding probate is an excellent idea especially for people who are doing late life planning um, I, I don't think that you ought to sell people a bunch of trusts and things like that because there's uh, particularly um, unless you're within a certain tax bracket where tax planning really makes a whole lot of sense. Um, a, there are a lot of attorneys that I, I think sell people on things that they don't need. Um, but there is a benefit to, uh, to living um, trusts and those trusts, what they basically do is they, they completely avoid the probate process um, for anything that you have that you've funded the trust with, that you've placed in the trust. So, um, for instance, if you had the, the uh, Kevin, Kevin Ray revocable living trust, um, Kevin could at any time revoke that trust. He could terminate the trust at any time that he wanted to. Um, but if something happened to him while the trust was in place, everything would pass inside the trust outside of probate a right. big deal yeah. so now if if he's if he has everything within the trust he really does his, his heirs do not have to go through the probate process um, and and that's that can be easier than what a lot of people think now if you do something like that and let's say you have four heirs the children of the person who you know passed away and they have it in a living trust a revocable living trust they pass away i don't want to get too complex here but um is it up to the person who created the living trust it would would it go back to the will as far as how much share percentage that each heir received would it would then go back to the will and not have to go through the probate is that what you're saying no what you what you'd really like to do is is you would like to create that trust that uh that revocable living trust to have everything in it and all the terms in it mm -hmm. so a okay. lot of the things okay. that you're thinking about uh, that are in the will um, where you set up a trust that's that's called a testamentary trust mm -hmm. and you create those trusts within the will so uh, you know you appoint somebody that you want to make sure um, are going to take care of your children when you have minor children mm -hmm. um, in the future if you die with a will mm -hmm. in place um, but again the probate process in Tennessee not that bad, mm. so it's not a, it's not a terrible thing to not have a trust, but it is the next step. And and the thing about having a, an attorney early in the process help you prepare this because some of the sometimes while well, you have to file a tax for inheritance tax mm -hmm. purposes and also file with the state to see if there's any liens from Medicaid right. uh, on the estate. And that's something the attorney handles, right? Because I don't know anything about that. Sure. And, you know, the thing about it is if, if you're uh, a personal representative not represented by an attorney, you can get through the process. It's not so difficult that you have to have an attorney. But there are so many little things that if you haven't ever done it before, that you can miss and you can mess it up. And uh, 
we always encourage, I, I think it's malpractice not to encourage a personal representative not to get an attorney. Well, and I mean, I think for those that are listening, that's why I like Terry so much is because he's already said a moment ago, you know, he feels attorneys maybe sell trust and that you don't need. And then he also just said, you know, you probably could get through. He's just being honest, you know, and I would want an attorney all the way through just because of the small details that maybe I would miss. And finding an honest attorney. Well, that's, that's, well, I mean, you know, but for one of the, one of the things I was thinking about, and this is changing gears a little bit, but I was thinking you just mentioned it, you know, for what you want, if you have minor kids, small kids, you know, who to take care of them. Guess what? If you don't have a living will, or if you don't have a will and you don't have, have um, directions, then it's going to be, I mean, who's going to decide that? The courts, right? The courts. The courts are going to decide that. Yeah. Now, they're hopefully going to figure out, you know, they're going to say, okay, well, you got this grandparent, you know, you got this sibling or what. They're going to try to figure it out. But guess what? You and your wishes may not come true if you don't. You may not want Annie M having the kids. You, Exactly. Well, and and I'll be honest with you. You know, in the, in the court system, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. Um, the the judge only has the squeaky wheel. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So so people who are willing to um, you know bang the drum and make a lot of hay mm-hmm. uh, generally get a lot of attention in the court system. And you know, the person who would rather not do those kind of things. Uh, because to get to a judge, I mean, you you know, you're filing documents, mm-hmm. you know, you're you're filing motions and requests and things of that sort, and you know, the person who you might want to take care of your kids might not be that personality, and they and and that's how things happen. And then you know, the worst person who's always willing to go sue or litigate anything will be the one who gets your kids because they yep. are uh, you know not afraid of the court system. And if you've seen the movie Medea does about this, you'll understand. <laughs> I wish that I have seen that. Tyler Perry's Medea. I can't remember what it is. But I'm sort of joking, but gosh, that's a funny movie. Um, for, for me, we had to do that. And me and Pam thought about it. We prayed about it and we decided on it, you know, on who it is. And we had, to, we wanted to talk to the people, the person who was going to take our kids. So it's not something where you just say, okay, I want them to take them. And then all of a sudden when we pass away, they get a call, hey, these two kids are yours now. You know, it's a, it's a communication, it's a conversation, it's a relationship type of thing. Um, but Terry, you know, was so good about, you know, it was basically I filled out some stuff that he gave me up front. And it was kind of like when you go to the doctor or something, you know, you've got these things that you fill out and I got to take mine home with me. I didn't have to do it in the lobby. Mm-hmm. And he said, okay, well, let's meet on this date. And, you know, we had a few weeks to be able to go through and he had some very clear direction and he had some things I needed to fill out. And then he said, guess what? Okay. Let give me some time to prepare it. And he created all of this stuff. And we went over some stuff on the phone and it's very easy to do, but these are the small things that are very important in, in for people to take, take advantage of. And one of the things, Terry, that I've always found firsthand, especially if you have those type of documents for an elderly person that you're, you're going to be taking care of, you have the POA, the living will and mm-hmm. the, their will keep it all together in, in an area where you can pick it up, grab it and get in the car and go to the hospital if mm-hmm. you're required. Because one of the biggest problems I've found is people can't find the POA or the living will or any of that stuff because they it's buried in it yeah, it's in, your in my pocket. But I'm just saying <laughs> organization and keeping it close at hand, especially if you have an elderly one that you're responsible for. Keep right. the paper Absolutely. together. And I think it's, I mean, I don't know that this exists or not, but with the Apple phones, it might be a good idea to look 
look this up, and I, maybe I'll do this, oh, where wow. it backs up to the cloud, and then you have it on your device, and it backs there may up be the an app for that. I'm sure there is. If there's not, then maybe that's an opportunity. Yes. Um, we've got one last segment here with Terry Adams. Come back and join us for our last segment right here on the Housing Hour. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what is really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. Welcome back into The Housing Hour. My name is Kevin Ray. I'm here with Mark Griffith, our executive producer and co-host. I'm here with also Terry Adams of Adams Law Firm. And we want to thank Mortgage Investors Group, MIGonline.com, uh, 1-800-489-8910 for being our sponsor. Um, guys, we have had a really good show talking about estate planning. And I know if you're out there listening, and we have, I mean, we, this show is, is very, has a lot of loyal listeners. And if you have questions, then we have answers. And we'd like for you to give those questions to our Facebook page, or you can email us, um, go to thehousinghour.com, and you can um, click under Contact Us. And we would certainly like for you to be able to um, give us questions for Terry, and we'll get those to him. And then what we'll do is we'll have another show where we'll answer those. Um, and then also be on the lookout as well. You can follow um, Adams Law Firm on Facebook, right? That's correct. And you'll probably have more information about the lawyer in the lobby mm-hmm. that will come out in the coming weeks. Yep, that, yeah, absolutely. So that would be a great thing, too, for people. And then under our um, under our housinghour.com website, thehousinghour.com, the treasure trove of information, under our special series tab, there is one called Healthcare USA. And under Healthcare USA, you have elderly home health series and so this is going to be a notch below that which is going to be the estate planning side of it so we definitely want and recommend that you um, share this with your friends family and anybody that would um, need this information now terry um, before we end the show i want to give um, our folks one more opportunity to hear why it's important to do estate planning and you know yeah there are kits out there where you can do it yourself and i mean you know, maybe you get it right, maybe you don't get it right, and, you know, you can execute it, this, that, and the other thing. But there's a lot of other little important details that might get missed. But in general, tell me why you think people should get it, and why is it important to have somebody who um, is a lawyer to help you execute this? Well, you know, first and foremost, making sure that your wishes are um, granted is tantamount importance. Making sure that um, after you pass away, the uh, when when you're gone that it's an organized transition mm-hmm. um, and you don't leave people with problems you know nobody wants to leave their loved ones with problems um, and and that's what you do if you pass away without uh, estate planning documents in place um, it, as far as whether you do it yourself or or do it with an attorney um, we have a lot of experience we do a lot of these kind of um, estate plans and we know where the pitfalls are mm-hmm. um, and it, you know if you're if you're going online and you're trying to do it yourself I mean there are so many things that you can make a mistake on and honestly it, you know a an estate plan is not cost prohibitive it's it's one of those very inexpensive legal um, processes 
that you can get done with an attorney and have it done right Mm -hmm. and it not be a disaster. And I can't uh, reiterate more, you know, when people execute powers of attorney um, without having the benefit of some legal counsel, um, it can cause complete and utter disaster. But Mm -hmm. the problem is without proper powers of attorney, and durable power of attorney for healthcare. Nothing and living else is will. working. Yeah, you got you got to have all the pieces of the puzzle to make sure it works right. So uh, th- these are the kind of issues that people um, would rather avoid. Mm. A lot of people would rather avoid, um, but it's not painful. As a matter of fact, it's cathartic. Like mm-hmm. I said, you know, when you get to sit down and and you know organize everything and put everything in the right place. I mean, it's a little like cleaning out the garage and during the spring. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, nobody wants to do it, but once it's done, it just looks so beautiful that you just you wonder why you didn't do it in the winter. That's right. <laughs> Even a caveman could do it. That's the way I feel. Well, and that's very good, Terry. And I think, you know, you made the point, if you have the living will, but you don't have the durable power of attorney, or if you have the durable power of attorney, you don't have the living will. I mean, there's certain things that need to be in place. And it could be as easy as a clerical error on your part and then everything is null and void because you didn't do this. You didn't, you know, dot this I or whatever. You know, I don't think dotting an I would cause it to be void, but you get what I'm saying. Oh, absolutely. And, and it, it, it is important. Detail is very important. Yeah. So, wow, great show. Thank you, Terry, for the time that you've spent with us. And we look forward to future shows. And we look forward to having you back right here on the Housing Hour next week. Same time, same place. See you then, guys. Bye-bye. That's the Housing Hour with Kevin Ray for today. Join Kevin and his guests each week at this time to keep up with the why and why not you need to know. So come here to find out. This show is presented by Mortgage Investors Group.